Hello, Mama. Welcome to Reaching Abundance. In this episode, I'll be teaching about and walking you through the very first step you should take toward creating financial awareness. This exercise is for everyone, no matter if you're making good money and want to just do a little self-check in preparation for the new year, or if you're feeling some money stress in light of the holidays and worrying a little bit. I don't think it will be a surprise to you when I say you cannot be experiencing an abundant, joyous, dreamy life when you have unpaid debts, creditors calling, or are living paycheck to paycheck. No matter your financial situation, it's important to be completely confident about where you stand, and since your money ebbs and flows month after month, it's important to go through this exercise at least twice a year. Now, this is super timely because this episode drops December 21st, 2020, which is perfect for you to do this as an end of year wrap up and use it to help you create financial goals for 2021. You have to know where you are in order to strategize for where you want to go. So I encourage you to take this first week of winter break that's happening right now and dive in with me. Welcome to the Reaching Abundance podcast, where your host, Virginia Elder, shares helpful guidance for moms around positive mindset, creating simplicity, practicing true self-care, and most of all, money management. Her financial journey toward a better life blossomed into an insatiable desire for overall happiness and abundance. Hang out with her right here each week while she ditches the taboos around women and money, shares resources, educates, and financially empowers all the mamas. Whether you're debt-free or not, well-invested or not, stressed about the bills or not, I want you to go through this with me because most people don't look at this stuff and avoid it completely until it's too late and they're in a crisis. Go through this tactical step-by-step process with me and you won't be caught off guard by a bill or a balance or if we're talking about the savings or investment side, the lack of a balance. It's easy to say, oh yeah, there's X thousand probably in that account, or yeah, that bill's about 200 a month, and then months of under or overestimating goes by, and you see a statement, and you're shocked. We want to avoid that. So you're invited to join me today as I walk you through the process. Then click the link in the show notes and go download the free checklist and complete the exercise. Spoiler alert. To do this correctly and gain the confidence with your money you've been wishing for, you need to take the time to implement and go through this on your own. Right here, I have to bring up the fact that this episode is all about the tactics and the checklist you need to complete and gather information and get a grip on the numbers. There's so much more under the surface. There are generational cycles, mindsets, and beliefs you've carried since childhood, emotional baggage, and other psychological stuff going on in the background, even as you start to just think about getting on top of your finances. As you listen today, and as I'm walking you through this exercise, notice your feelings. Notice if there's some avoidance, 
an instinct to close up or tune out and just see them, acknowledge them, and do your best to continue to stay with me through and with those feelings. This is where the one-on-one financial coaching piece comes in. Each person's emotional stuff tied to money is different. And believe me, everyone's got some money baggage, whether it's stuff from childhood, unrealized habits, fears and mindset struggles, everybody's got something. So I absolutely don't want you to turn inward with shame here. Remember, this is a judgment-free zone, and I'm here to help. Inside my programs, whether you join me for one-on-one or a group program, we address the emotional stuff, and you'll absolutely get the most value, because I could tailor it to your specific needs, from working directly together. Whether or not you're planning to hire a financial coach or an advisor, or you're wondering what you need, or wherever you are in the process, I highly recommend you go through this first. Let's dive in. The first step to getting on top of your finances is to create awareness of your true current situation. I'm talking about the real numbers. You need to know them, understand them, and be able to see them all in one place in a nice and organized fashion. And I'm going to help you do that. You've got to get real with the numbers, not just estimated amounts or where you think your balances should be, not guesses at what the payments are. Nope, not acceptable. If you have no idea how many cards or student loans you have, what your balances are, or what your credit looks like, you can't improve without knowing where you're starting from. And as scary as it might be, you must face these fears and actually figure out the real numbers. If you're thinking, even just for one second, you can skip this step, you need a reality check. Start by asking yourself some questions and being brutally honest with yourself about the answers. Do you actually know your salary? Do you know what your bring home value after taxes and deductions from your paycheck is? Do you know your credit score? What are your actual balances on student loans, credit cards, personal loans, your mortgage, your car, your savings, your investments? Do you know what bank your checking and savings are in? And do you have online access to these accounts? Do you know how much you're contributing each month to savings, retirement, college funds? Do all these questions overwhelm you? If you find your head spinning, it's totally okay. Take a deep breath. I know that was a little mean. Sorry, not sorry. I purposely asked these to show you exactly how knowledgeable you really are about your finances. We're going to walk through this step-by-step together right here in a calm and orderly manner. Chances are you didn't know the immediate answer to most of those questions. Not many people do. And that's the trouble. Like I said already, we all have some psychological and emotional baggage hiding under the surface. And that causes frustration, confusion, and avoidance in the money area, which is why you're here. And no worries, because you'll be feeling confident that you, without a doubt, know your numbers in no time. If you're getting a bit of anxiety right now and you don't know where to start or what to do or how you could possibly gather and know all of these numbers, 
reel it back in for me right now. Calm down and realize you can't learn to swim by just jumping in the middle of the lake. I'm not going to let you do that. We're going to start at the shore and wade in easily with your feet touching the ground the entire time. This is where you begin gathering information. Almost all bills, obligations, and transactions fall into four simple categories. There are things on your credit report like loans, credit cards, car notes, and mortgages. And then there are things that are not on your credit report like subscriptions, insurance, medical bills, utilities, and rent. Then there are your checking and savings accounts. Whether you only have a couple of savings accounts or many, checking and savings all fall into the banking category. Then there are investments. These can be retirement accounts like 401ks, IRAs. They can be brokerage accounts where you're trading stocks or investing outside of retirement. They can be college savings and real estate aside from your primary residence. You're going to gather information on all of these bills and accounts. And again, following along with the free download in the show notes will help you do this easily. You can probably name several of your accounts and bills right off the top of your head. But for the rest, and so we make sure none are missed, let's take it one source at a time. By source, I mean somewhere transactions or accounts are recorded, much like a table of contents. As an example, a great place to start is your credit report. It's a comprehensive list of your credit and loan accounts. Your credit report will show the balances, who they're through, how many of them there are. Don't focus on the credit score. At this point, we aren't worried about that number. We're just pulling information and getting a grasp on which accounts show up, how many there are, and if there are any outstanding balances. Head to annualcreditreport.com and obtain your credit report for free once a year, every year. I recommended earlier that we go through this exercise of creating financial awareness at least twice a year, but I also just said you can only pull your credit report once a year. In six months, when you're revisiting this, you will have already been pretty dang financially aware, so you'll just be doing an update and checking in on your progress. You won't need to pull your credit report again at that time. If you really adopt this practice, like I hope you will, you'll be sitting here a year from now, updating the numbers on the checklist I've provided and pulling your credit. At that time, pulling your credit report won't be such a discovery process as it will be for you to just make sure there are no surprises. This time though, your inner detective is making its debut and you're discovering what's on your report how many, how much, and which creditor is reporting what. You're noticing if your history shows payments have been made on time or not. And you're probably noticing your balance on each account in comparison to the credit limit. As you review your hot-off-the-press credit report, pull out the physical credit cards you have. Gather the latest statement for each one. Log into each account online double-check your balance, payment requirements, and other account information. Collect your usernames and passwords. 
fill out the worksheet I've provided on the free download and fill in all the blanks possible, including usernames, passwords, and all of this account information. It's possible you might have to call some companies if you can't access the account online. You might be having passwords reset, requesting updated statements. Gather anything you'll need for each account so that you'll have access to or a copy of the most up-to-date information. That includes balances, rates, payment requirements, and payee information. And how to make a payment. Start assembling the pieces that will show your true and current picture for each account and fill them in on the worksheets you downloaded from the show notes. Don't worry, there's a space for everything. Remind yourself through this process not to get sidetracked and go down any rabbit holes. We're only gathering information right now. As you go down the list of loans, leases, or credit cards on your report, it may be useful to pretend you're taking inventory of someone else's business. Try to step outside yourself and look at things like a detective. Maybe use your imagination a little bit. Fill in the blanks on your worksheet, starting with your credit report. And based on the credit cards from who you do have the most recent statement or online access. The ones you carry in your wallet and use often are probably going to be the easiest and hopefully the most current. As you get further down the list, you may discover some things in collections. Start recording the phone number and the name of the company so you can request a statement soon. Sometimes it's tough to look at this list or see the balances all on top of each other, especially if you're already self-judging. Hang on right there. Remember, you aren't alone and we aren't here to judge. We're here to gather information and get to a place where we're confident we know the truth. The truth isn't good or bad. It just is. The average American has two to three credit card accounts, and some may have as many as seven, which can be pretty overwhelming. And most people under 35 have about 15 grand in student loans, too. That doesn't count mortgages, car loans, or any of that other stuff that's normal these days. So remember, take this one step at a time. When I started this process myself, I had more than 10 credit cards completely maxed out, plus our mortgage and a car loan. It was insane. You can listen to the full story in episode 16, where I shared all about our rock bottom moment six years ago. Let that be a little reminder that you can handle this. There's no shame here. Although portions of this process might be triggering, it's important to have this reality check and understand the truth of the current situation so that you can equip yourself with the right tools and make moves based on your personal situation. This truth will help you hire the right financial coach, set realistic goals, and focus on the most pressing areas. In other words, it'll give you clarity. And clarity is how you make progress. It's important to remember that these numbers don't define you and that by taking this first step, you're already a step ahead of where you were yesterday or last year or whatever. You're helping yourself. This is self-care. 
you're doing the right thing toward a brighter future for you and your family. Now, if this is easy for you, awesome. No matter what, walk away periodically, step outside, take a few deep breaths, and come back to tackle a few more accounts. Do two a day if you have to, or maybe go to lunch and then come back. Do whatever it takes over and over again until you've completed this information gathering process for all of your accounts. Depending on how many accounts you have to tackle, you may want to set aside a few hours or even a weekend. Allow yourself a reasonable amount of time on this. You don't want to try to cram this into a short window. That will make this stressful when it's not supposed to be. I'd say... Anywhere between a day and a week or two to complete this is reasonable because it takes some time to log into each of these accounts and write down all of the information. But anything longer than two weeks tells me you're not really serious about making change and you're procrastinating. Remember, just because you've decided to take action now, and I'm so proud of you, by the way, this doesn't mean it's an emergency. There's no reason to stress. There's no reason to be impatient with customer service reps on the phone or get angry at reset password prompts online. Yes, it's urgent that you complete this step so that you can plan well for your future, get out of debt, build wealth, and change your family's trajectory. That's the whole point after all. But remember, while I appreciate your sense of urgency, this is not an emergency and there's no need to freak out. You're doing more toward the abundant life you dream of than you have at any prior time. So take pride in each call you have to make and online password you have to reset. Give yourself a pat on the back with each one, especially when you look at the numbers and feel like hyperventilating. Now on to banking. You'll be gathering your latest checking and saving statements, making sure you have online access to each account, and I suggest if you have several savings accounts, making a little note as to what each one is and their balance. Next, you need to find out your not-on-credit transactions. Where do you do your daily and monthly transactions? If you use your debit card for everything, you'll be diving into your banking transactions. If you use a certain credit card for everything, then you'll be pulling the statements or transaction history for that credit card. Remember how we use the credit report as a sort of table of contents that would reveal all the loans and credit accounts? Well, your account history on whichever account you use to pay for most things is another great place to discover what you pay for, how much, and how often. In this step, you're looking for things you pay for that are not on your credit report. Think insurance, rent, utilities, subscriptions, groceries, medical bills, and other things that may be on auto pay or that you've paid for or purchased throughout the month. Record each of these expenses in the not on credit section on the worksheet. The last and final piece of this information gathering process is to repeat this step above for all investment accounts. This includes your 401k, IRA, HSAs or FSAs, 
college savings accounts, brokerage accounts where you're investing in funds or stocks, real estate, and anywhere else you have long-term retirement-type savings or income-producing assets. Think about any savings funds offered through your employer, retirement funds from prior employers. You'll need to gather statements, online usernames and passwords, and everything so that you can see balances and have a clear picture of what exists and where. Again, Allow yourself time to accomplish this without stress and without judging the balances. Depending on how complicated and how long your financial history is, this might take some brain racking, digging in file cabinets, online searches, and maybe even a call to your current or prior HR department. The whole point of these exercises is to gather everything possible for all accounts, debts, investments, monthly and semi-annually and yearly bills, and bank accounts so that you've done all the legwork as far as accessibility. When you're done, not only have you skated gracefully through the checklist, but you've also categorized and gathered details about each bill, account, and piece of credit possible. You have an updated record of every balance, minimum payment, your online username and password, and anything you might need moving forward in your financial journey. You can't start making progress on anything if you don't know where things are, how much they are, or don't have access to the account. Once you've completed this information gathering process, things really start to get exciting. Now, you have a clear picture of your reality. You know the truth, the real numbers, and you can begin to use them to plan your path forward. When you have a comprehensive picture like this, it's easier to notice some things you want to take care of first or second. It's also possible you've been working on your finances already, and you're looking at this picture and feeling pretty dang proud of the progress you've made. You pulled a lot of information here, and if in any way this is overwhelming or you don't know how to use this to create a strategy toward abundance in 2021, I'm here for you. I have some specific questions and exercises we'll go through together so that I can help you identify your values and how those translate into action steps with your money. I'm enrolling now for the new year so that, for one, we can send 20% of your financial freedom setup fee straight to the charity of your choice for Christmas. And for two, so we can navigate these goal-setting exercises and start the year strong. I'm really honored and excited to be able to do this with you. And as your coach, I'll be focused on teaching you tips and tactics and holding you accountable month after month so that you reach your goals faster and easier than you would on your own. You can schedule a free, no obligation call with me through the link in the show notes. You can tell me what you need coaching on and I'll help you out right there. It's your choice to pursue my program further afterward. Whether your focus is on getting debt free and cleaning up a mess or whether you're already on top of it, but wanting help charting a path forward toward financial freedom, which is a fancy way to say early retirement, meaning you don't have to work anymore. I'm here for you. First things first, though, 
Snag the free checklist at reachingabundance.com and do this exercise to create complete and utter financial awareness for yourself. Make it fun. Have yourself a cup of hot cocoa and wear your fuzziest pajama pants and slippers. Play some nice music. Enjoy the process. Also, I'm alternating weeks between solo shows and in between, we have an interview with another mom sharing her financial story, giving tips, and helping to normalize the conversation and emotions around money. I'm lining up interviews for the podcast for 2021, so if there's a mom you know who you think should be on the show, even if it's you, I'd love to connect. DM me on Instagram at happyhealthyabundance or at reachingabundance and tell me about you or your friend. You can also tag her in one of my posts or shoot me an email. I'm looking for women you find interesting or inspiring and who love doing deep dives into emotions, child psychology, mindset, and how all of these things relate back for us moms to money. I especially want to hear about women from your mom tribe who you admire, who are making a positive impact on the lives of others. Every one of us has a story, and this podcast is about bringing those stories to the surface, making them less taboo, and creating a network of moms who have each other's backs. Thank you for being here with me today. This week, edge a little closer to reaching abundance by creating awareness of your true financial situation and practicing finding answers without getting washed away by a potentially judgmental or negative inner voice. Notice the emotions you have when logging into accounts, pulling statements, or filling out the worksheet. Don't judge or banish them. Just see them. Acknowledge them. And do your best to just gather the information. Don't forget to check out the show notes at reachingabundance.com where you'll find the links to the free download, the link to book a call with me, and of course, the summary of everything we talked about. Have a wonderful week, Mama. I look forward to talking with you again next time.